I'm going to pull the fan up closer. Let me know if you could hear it in the microphone. Sound cool to me. Save it for recording. Uh, <laughs> box. Alan. Hey, Kurt. Meet again. We're here. It's property bonics. Listen. Bonics, man. Property bonics. Well, I'm glad to see you, man. I got I got something I want to share with you. Yeah. And, uh, and it, I, I found it to be, you know, it's kind of on brand for us. Where is it? Okay. So here it is. So I know we talk about this a lot. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know where. I'm, 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 I have sus- this is a lot of suspense. It's this is a lot of suspense. Simple. We we even said like three sentences to each other, and I'm on the edge okay. of my uh, recliner right now. This is nuts. I wanted to start with. I found a list online. I wanted to start just with. So I want to start with. Right? I found a list online of the corniest bars of 2022. It's ten. Oh man, I don't like where this ten, is going. It's ten bars, right? Ten, I'm not going to oh. read all. The, I'm not going to read all the bars. That take too much. I'm time. worried about the one that you are going to read, though. I have a but feeling. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read the names of the people in the top 10 corniest bars real quick. Okay. Read the okay. top 10 from 10. to so it's on, from least corny to the corniest will be number, one, right. number one. 10. So let's do it. Kanye, Jack Harlow, oh. two chains, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, what? Jack Harlow, damn, MGK. Oh, oh, that's future. Around. Okay. Your last two. Jack Harlow. Damn. Jack Harlow. Say it isn't so. Oh, man. <laughs> they really, they're coming after my boy Harlow. I was listening to Harlow on the drive back from movie theater last night. I was on a Harlow kick. <laughs> you, know, so you were listening to the corniest bars. Of the I year. don't know. What, I know you say you're not going to list all of them, but what was like number one? Like, do they say like what the number one corniest bar was? I know my grandpa would have a heart attack if I pulled a hundred grand out, so I'm not going to pull, pull a hundred grand out. Grand out. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's he's caring about his family, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's. I know that bar, yeah, uh, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, corny. It kind of goes to what you were talking about with the program line, which I don't know if that's on the list or not. Uh, you already but, uh, know that program line is on this list. <laughs> it's right. It's number nine. It's Damn. Number nine. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I yeah, it's it's not the craziest bar. I I, I didn't lose my wig over it, but he doesn't. He's saying his grandfather would go crazy if he if he saw all that much money sort of thing. And he's like, all right, well, I have it, but I'm not going to pull it out, but I can though. That's the thing. I can't, I'm just establishing that I care about my grandfather. Uh, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, it's uh, not the craziest line. It's not the craziest line. But shout out to Harlow. Yo, when I seen this, this was yesterday. I was like, yo, I got to save this. This is hilarious. Oh, goodness. MGK you know was on there. MGK is on MGK says, Oh, machine gun Kelly. Oh yeah. Machine, I was thinking of UGK. Okay. No, okay. No, oh, no, 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 no. So Machine Gun Kelly says, I'm a genius. Could have made Donda, but this song is for my dead father. That, I'm not crazy about that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, 
it's like I'm not crazy about that one. That sh- that could be number one. I don't know why they had to <clears throat> let him play my boy Harlow that much. Put him on number nine, seven through five. <laughs> Again, two through one. Just have one line on there. Just have just why well, just admit that you're making an article where you're hating on Jack Harlow? Why it's like mask it with throwing all these other artists in? Just have a thing where it's like, oh, we clearly don't like Jack Harlow. Man. No, uh, but you got to admit, they're not just hating on Jack Harlow. They're just speaking facts at this point. I don't boys, know. These bars, are, your, your, boy, your boy said she a vegan, but she's still trying to eat your boy. I can't defend that one. Uh, I, can't, I can't defend that one too much. Uh, but they, they, there's some lines are fillers. Some lines don't necessarily rhyme or anything like that. But I, I was listening to some Harlow. Harlow has been, um, over the last mo- few months, probably the last year, has become kind of like a, a Kanye in my staple of music. Of like, there's times it's like, like, man, I just want to listen to some Jack Harlow. Honestly, I think I listen to Jack Harlow more than I listen to Drake. If I like had to like if I had to break it down, and I'm sure the Spotify whatever they do at the end of the year will break it down. I listen to Jack Harlow more than Drake. They're the same type of music, in my opinion. I just I just I just rock out Harlow more, I guess. Okay, I mean that's your that's what you that's your, that's your vibes. There. I mean I can't get down with the program. Listen, no, that bar is terrible. You need that to get is. down with the where was it? At the shows, I'm about to start yeah, handing out programs because y'all need to get with the program. program. Who told him to keep rhyming these words? It's not even like good, like entendres. It's just like so bad. Like why does uh, he keep doing this? You know he's paying homage to. He's paying homage to Cassidy. I don't know if he's actually doing that, but Cassidy would do that all the time. Where it's like he would have a whole verse where it's like the end of the line ends with just one word. The thing with him, though, is that the second line, the second to the last word would be a rhyme. So it'd be like the second to last would be like the rhyme scheme, but he would end it with like, boy, 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 which I always thought was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So Jack Harlow's not doing that. He's not doing it well. Cassidy does it well. You got to get with the program player. You got to get with the program. One day, man, you're going to you're going to if you're going to look back 30 years from now, you're going to be thinking of uh, the summer of 2022. And you're gonna hear what's popping. You'd be like, good memories and good feelings are gonna rise in your stomach. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. That's that summer was popping. That's it, man. I'm not hating on your boy. Him, him, the, mm-hmm. the song he got with uh, Lil Nas X. Like, that's my jam. Like, it's like that's the one that you like. The the industry baby. Yo, that's my jam, dog. Yeah. Honestly, I, I haven't listened to that full song. I know it exists. I, I haven't listened to the full thing, but I'll Listen, give it a shot. That thing, I think what did it for me when I seen the video, like the song was hot, right? But I seen the video of them performing it, right? At some, not even them, it was just Jack Harlow performing it at some festival or something. It was crazy. And like the way that thing just hit, like, uh, like oh, it was like, bah, 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 bah. I was like, oh. Damn. And then like, that joint go hard. You know I, I can admit that. I'm not saying I'm hating on your boy. I'm just saying this list came online and I was like, yo, this is crazy. I got to share it with Kirk. I don't know, man. Brought a whole list. <laughs> Brought a whole list to it. But it, I guess that's a, a fair play in some ways, man. Uh, I, I was listening on the way back from Bryn Mawr Film Institute. I went to see uh, Nope, the new Jordan Peele movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have, have you seen it at all? Or you have any interest in seeing it yet? 
I, I'm going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, listeners, I won't spoil it. Don't worry. Your boy won't do that to you. I could talk about it without spoiling anything. Um, and like all things, I would suggest don't even watch the trailer because that may spoil some stuff. That's how non-spoiler I'm in. Don't watch a spoil like the trailer. Um, it was good. It, it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, Kiki Palmer was in it, which I didn't realize. So that was kind of a pleasant surprise, and she kind of stole the show. Yeah. Um, it was solid. I, I don't want to give much away. It's in the vein of uh, more suspense than horror. And um, the acting is phenomenal, and the cinematography is really cool. Where'd you check it out at? Uh, Brain Mar Film Institute, which I got to recommend, which I'm sure has been a, a former proper suggestion. One of the coolest movie theaters. Um, it's close to Philadelphia as well. Uh, they play a lot of major, limited, and local releases. And popcorn is five fifty for large popcorn. I'm not oh, come on. Uh, so it's that was, and I did use my student uh, discount. Um, they don't check ID, but I did bring my student ID. So if they were to check that, I would uh, let them know that I'm a student of life. Uh, so yeah, definitely recommend that. And without spoiling anything in the movie, I would say uh, my overall uh, tentative score. 7.8 out of 10. Is that good? Yes. Yeah. For different facets. Like it's fun. Uh, it's definitely suspenseful. There's definitely moments where you're like, oh, what's going to happen there? I would say the biggest takeaway was fun. My biggest, uh, I don't want to say biggest criticism, but one of the criticisms for it was that there's a lot of, there's lack of justification for some of the actions. And you get this a lot with like kind of horror suspense movies where like characters will do things. They're like these grand, grand actions. That's like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that. And now you're putting yourself in danger for the sake of uh, furthering the story and maybe adding some more suspense later on. But I feel like there's ways to do that and still have justification. And this one felt like it lacked that at times. So that I found took me out of it uh, for a lot of the moments. The main character's name was OJ, so that part was cool. So I got some more points for that. But yeah, it was, overall, it was, it was good. I might have to check it out this week. I got, I got time. I got time this week. Yeah, any shows or anything like that? What are you, what are you up to? Uh, actually, you know what? I have been... I just got back from the beach. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So I was uh, down in Delaware. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Chilling, you know what I mean? I, I, I like the beach, my guy. Like, I really like the beach. <laughs> <laughs> You say like I'd be surprised. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe that. I, 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 since I've known you, you've been taking like annual trips to the beach. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be out. <laughs> what do you yeah. like about the beach as opposed to like lakes or cabins? I like, like I'm not one of those guys that like hates on the Jersey Shore. Like I'll make fun of the Jersey Shore, but like I low key likes like I can go get a, a funnel cake real quick off the boardwalk. I can like, you know, what I'm saying just. Get in the water. I ain't got to go out, out all out there deep, but I can have a little bit of fun. You know what I'm saying? I got I got my kids. You know what I'm saying? So they having fun. So you know I like I'm like the beach. Yeah, you know that's like, Massenburg's having fun in the sun. That's, uh, <laughs> so that's what we that's what we did. So I just I just got back. So it's gonna be back to the grind. You know what I mean? I ain't got like it's like a slow week for me. I ain't uh, got much this week. It's a slow week. Yeah, I don't, you know, maybe that's a good thing, man. I don't know how many people are coming out with, uh, for those that are listening this 20 years in the future right now. Um, it's currently 130 degrees outside. Uh, I, I didn't check the weather in the last 10 minutes. So I don't know if there's been any updates since, but uh, it is boiling. It is boiling temperature. Uh, I got in my car. 
uh, to get some breakfast earlier and the, my shirt lift up a little bit, um, and it touched the, the leather Ooh. and, um, yeah, man, I think I may have a mark afterwards. Like I couldn't touch the steering wheel. I'd like sit for a little bit and be like, ah, I got to like blast air conditioner. So it's, uh, it's dangerous weather out right now. I don't, I don't know how many people are really like trying to go out to shows right now. Bro, that's why I will never, I will never ever buy a car with leather seats. I will never do it. Play like me, man. That's just, that's just how I rock out. I don't know. Used Honda Accord 2011. Uh, so <laughs> can't do it. I get, I gave it in, but it's, but if it's too hot, I'm not burning my skin. If it's too cold, I'm not freezing my ass off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I'm cool. I'm, I need the cloth type, the, the cloth situation, then the new stuff too, not that old, the new cloth. It's like a new cloth they got. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you gotta just feel it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, just the new cloth. New cloth, new cloth feel, man. If it yeah. protects you from this dangerous weather, then yeah, go for it, man. I um uh, Thursday. I was, cause I've, I've been not stuck in house, but I've been like in the apartment doing apartment stuff. I may show off the curtains later on. I'll, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, but uh, I've been in the apartment in uh, complete solitude uh, for like the last, um, well, it was the case for, for the last few days. And then I was like, I got to like go out. But at the same time, I was kind of worried, not worried, but I, I didn't want to be out in the sun. I was like, this is not something that I want to do. Uh, I have one air conditioner. I've been just hanging out in that room sort of thing, but I forced myself out, forced myself out, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, shout out to 12 steps down, a friend of the show, Brooke Tomlinson. Uh, she had a show out there and I was like, I'm going to wait until the sun goes down, maybe around seven 30. Uh, even if I'm a little late to the show, I'm not leaving the house until seven 30 and then rolled up there. And, uh, it was cool. It was cool. The sun was cool. It was like in a basement. Uh, situation um it wasn't too hot despite the fact that people were there sort of thing um yeah it was it was good so that was uh that was got to get some stage time in that's my next question yeah honestly i would have been fine with not getting on stage because i was just like in a mood that day <laughs> but at the same time i was like oh if if that happens then fine um and it ended up happening uh did a little guest spot and uh it was it was cool i uh, performed in shorts because i didn't know if i was going to be on stage i should have maybe that's the one thing when you roll up to a show, it's like, all right, maybe dress like you're going to perform. And I had like my Hawaiian punch shorts on. Um, so that was a new experience for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was cool that I was able to do that. I'm not going to lie. I, I know people talk like a lot of trash about the, the unwritten rules of comedy. Like you can't perform in shorts. I'm not going to lie, yo. I literally follow that. Like I, I don't perform in shorts. Yeah. You know I mean, like I, I, the most I do, like, I like wear jeans that they got like some holes in it, you know. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's like, like you showing off comedy cleavage right there, right? Right. It's like, ooh, looky, looky, look at this, look at this style, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> but like shorts, like I'd be like, not, even if I'm no, if I'm going to a show, I know if I'm going, there's a possibility I'm gonna get on. So if I'm gonna go to a show, I'm not gonna wear shorts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I just I still follow that. I think um, because comedy is such a loose thing whenever there is any sort of formality tacked onto it, people kind of abide by it. So I think that's the one like, okay, well, that's the one rule where like it could, it's not even like hardly pushed on, like you could still go on with shorts, but people kind of abide by it. Um, also just a little bit of professionalism. I would say more than shorts, especially in this weather, if you're wearing shorts, whatever, still don't do it, but whatever. Um, 
the biggest uh, gripe I have is when people go on stage with flip flops. You haven't Come on. seen that. Come on. You haven't seen that. I have seen that. I have seen that. I've seen. I want maybe two weeks ago. I saw someone perform in a nice button-down shirt, full-blown pants, flip-flops. I was disgusted. That's a, that's a violation off the stage. That's like, a, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it was disgusting, man. You got long jeans on. You supposed to have, the flip. It don't even make sense. It didn't. I don't know if the, maybe they have some sort of foot condition where they want to breathe, but I'm like. Uh, don't don't it it was bothersome i i don't like flip-flops in general everyone knows my stance on flip-flops shout to flip-flop uh, but, uh it was it was uh it it reeked I, I don't i'm gonna sound um maybe i sound a little disgusting myself uh it reeked of unprofessionalism it wasn't even an open mic it was a show and i was like what are you doing um not to say like because someone could go up on stage and like murder and flip-flops I've yet to see it though. I've yet to see it though. I've yet to see that happen, uh, whether it be at Mike, definitely not at a show. Um, so yeah, if, if I had one judgmental thing, it's the flip-flops on stage, man. Get that out of here. Yeah, that's wild, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would if I was in a situation where I had flip-flops on, I'm stopping, I'm stopping at a Walmart or something. I'm buying some kind of shoe or something real quick. Like I'm not, there's no way I'm going on stage with flip-flop, bro. That's wow. Like, did you even have a pedicure? Like, what it look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to look away. I tried to look away. It was I honestly, I, it took me out of the set. I if I was in that situation, which I wouldn't be because I don't rock flip-flops like that. But if I was in that situation, I may just go barefoot, just off principle of like, all right, I'm going on stage. I'm not wearing flip-flops on stage. I'm going barefoot. That's acknowledged that I'm doing like a barefoot situation, maybe add it into the comedy a little bit. Um, I mean that would be uncomfortable too, but definitely not flip flops. No man, like like flip like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I like flip flops. I got flip flops on right now. Come on, play. Come on, play. You know what I'm saying between thong to a situation, but let me tell you something. I ain't gonna lie. I free my I free myself from the shackles of black male masculinity rules. That's what that is. Really, I'm telling you because. Growing up, people made fun of you if you wore flip-flops with your feet out. Like, bro, I can't have my feet out. Like, that's that's a black American thing, bro, for some reason. Like, people were like in the Caribbean, they, they got their feet all out. They ain't wearing it's only us. They'd be like, oh, flip-flops. Oh, thong toe flip. Oh, disgusting. Like, what you mean? For like, Pat Bruce and Pat said Florida too. They would. Um, for our listeners that are uh, maybe offended by the statements Alan just made, know that the other half of property bonics is currently wearing Timberlands in his apartment. So there's balance everywhere you go in this life. And not everyone's out here rocking these flip flops talking about thongs in the feet. What are you talking about, man? Thongs in the feet? The thong toe. You got the thing go between your toes. It was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, unfortunately, I do know what you're saying, huh? That's... I'm not flexible enough to show you. Let me just take. You don't it. have to do that. You don't have to do it. It's the old Navy Jones. These type situations. Perfect for the beach. Perfect. Maybe it is a, a masculinity, uh, toxic situation because uh, I I don't know. I, I just have an aversion to them. I think my biggest thing uh, was one how uh, prominent they are in situations where they shouldn't be prominent, like stand up comedy, where it's like, what are you doing? 
the noise that they make, which I always just found just like that's that's so irritating. Uh, I, I I think maybe I, I have a, perhaps an issue with instance where people are being leisure when I feel that their leisure shouldn't be being had. I mean, <laughs> where it's like you're wearing flip flops in a Wawa right now. Okay, that's like whatever. I, I and maybe that's something on me and uh, society is imposed on my mind, but. Uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. It's a little more forgiving if you're in the apartment or if you're in the Wawa, sure. But on stage, I'd, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, Kirk's the fashion police. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the foot police. Oh god, it's, I, I think I just have a thing with feet where I don't. I have an aversion to it. I'm telling you, man. Listen, I, on stage, it's a no go. A hundred percent of the time, y'all can go back and forth about the shorts all you want. Flip flops, feet out. On stage, like that's it. Like, that that just gives. I I don't care. That's what you want to give. Whatever you want to do. I ain't wearing. I ain't wearing them on stage. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Outside on stage, bro. I wear them all the time. It's 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 a hundred degrees outside. You see, I can put my feet away. No uh, way. I wear lightweight martial arts shoes. That's not even a joke. <laughs> Sometimes, if I'm feeling real free, I'll I'll do it without socks. But that's just sacrifice that I choose to make. You out here shaming long toes, but you out here looking like Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here throwing kicks and all that stuff on, shadow kicking. Uh, I was at that same show. I was throwing some uh, shadow kicks prior, uh, the one where we saw the, the dude in flip-flops uh, with the button-down shirt, which is wild to me. Um, but I uh, did, a, which we talked about before, the Helium's uh, Philly's Funniest um did that shout to those that were able to make it out sort of thing like that it was cool it was cool uh your boy had a little bit of a journey uh so i think you and i we talked well the whole thing was like a month prior i was like all right i'm gonna like work on having like this is like a a goal of like having a solid five minutes which you already have sort of thing but when you're doing shows you typically do maybe 10 15 sometimes 20 um, so like, this is like, okay, really compact it down to five minutes of like, for a presentation for purposes of this show. Um, so it was like exciting to be able to do that, uh, go to the show and I'm, I'm feeling it. I was like, all right, I'm feeling good about this. I ran the five minutes, a, a mic prior the night prior, um, went up there. Uh, I was looking fly. I was wearing the martial arts shoes. Um, did well, did well. I'm not going to try to be too cocky or anything like that, but I rocked out. It was good. It was one of those ones where like I felt like it's, you know, when you get off stage and like you know, of like, oh, okay. That I think we talked about when you because you did helium recently of like when you know that they're on board for it sort of thing. It was like that. Um, a little bit too much like that. Uh because <laughs> uh your boy blew the light. Like it, there's a there's running the light, and yeah. then there's what I did, <laughs> and and it wasn't intentional either. Uh, I think I may have just missed the first, like the warning light. Yeah. Um, and then um, with no spoilers of my set, but uh, you, um, you may be familiar with uh, one of one of my closers is uh, the me uh, Jamaican man. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that, yeah. where it involves me looking down, <laughs> which maybe not the best because <laughs> I dragged that one out. Uh, it was a good rendition of it, but I dragged it out a bit and afterwards i was like oh man i wonder if i ran the light because i was thinking that just a little bit and then um afterwards when i watched the tape 
um, or I listened to the audio rather, um, it was like a total of like five minutes and 50 seconds. Mm. So like, I think like the, the, the maximum you're supposed to do is like five fifteen. So yeah. I think they like, they shut it off at like six minutes. So like I, I, almost, I dodged a bullet on that end, but it was, it's two sides of it. It's like, all right, one cool thing to be able to go there, rock out and have like whatever the staff over there see you do well and all that. But it's also like, oh, the staff sees you perhaps be a little unprofessional and run the light sort of thing. So that part of it is a bit of a bummer. But overall, beyond that, good experience. The most important thing, I think, for any comedian is to be funny. You did that. So I wouldn't. So like, so yes, you, you ran a light. It's not like you were bombing and ran a light. Like, yeah. You were doing well and ran a light. That's, that's, that's way different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I think that's the most important part. You know what I mean? So I, was, I wouldn't say that like, they're like, they're like neck and neck. Like, well, I did well, but I ran like, no, it's more like I did right. well. And I, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's a little, you know, but also, also, I think that also shows you how well you were doing because you were, you were in it so much. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like you, like if you, when you're not doing well, you're like looking around and shit. You're like, Give me the light, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, that's when you when you're in that when you're in that good that good mode, you know what I'm saying? It's going good, you're feeling great. It goes longer. That's it laps are longer too. You know what I mean? Well, that that's a part of it. The thing that's like, um, and not even saying like I'm harping on it too much, sort of thing. There's two parts of it. One, I found that I was uh a little disappointed of like uh running the light and not advancing, which I think in a lot of ways is kind of a good thing. Uh, because I, I feel like I would be lying to myself, be like, oh man, it's just whatever. I didn't advance, uh, which is in a lot of ways true. But at the same time, it's like, oh no, like I, I cared about this. This is something that I was working towards. Um, so there's, I, I like the idea that apathy isn't taking over, sort of thing. It's like it's something I care about, so I'm gonna have feelings about it, sort of thing. Um, but secondly, um, what was the second point? Oh, with the in terms of like. I feel like when you're doing really well, you're hyper aware of things. So that's part that I was surprised by. I was like, oh, like I usually, I, I would think that I would be aware of the light sort of thing, even if I'm doing super well or whatever. It's like, oh, you're aware of what your surroundings and all that. But this one, if I, for whatever reason, just it didn't miss it completely. Um, but either way, uh, good. it was a good turnout. Uh, people showed up. It was uh people were uh, breaking off with daps and all that stuff. It was a good lineup in general too. So yeah, good time. Were you able to get a tape? I did. Yeah, shout out to producer Pat. Um, he um he edited the because they sent an audio and video, and the video uh video was really good quality, but the audio for it was kind of low. Uh, producer Pat was able to like sync the crowd audio with the video. So I have that up. Um. And that's going to be what I'll probably be using to submit to things um, until I get another tape. Good, uh, good, good. My, my tight six. <laughs> I've seen I've seen like submissions where it's like send a like send a five minute tape. We will not watch anything over five. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's five. It's done. You know, you'll cut me off in the middle of my closer. Come on, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's essentially yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was, that, other than that, though, it's been pretty low-key, uh, comedy-wise. The, the, 
the comedy fest coming up in August, which you're part of in the early, you're like in the first week of it. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, I, ain't, I don't think I heard nothing in a minute from them though. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's up with that. They're sending out parking passes, I think. That's like their next thing. Uh, how do you know that? Yes, usually around they do it around this time. Like, oh they'll, yeah, like they'll send out like they'll mail out the parking pass and then um for those it's a music fest, they do the comedy plats festival, uh which has a good turnout. They have a solid turnout every time they do it. Um, so that should be a cool one. I wish I was on the same weekend with uh you and Shane O'Connor, but I think you guys are going the week before. Yeah, man. And last time I did this, I remember it was it was so fun because I had one show at like seven and I'm gonna show at nine thirty same night. And I did one show. And like, I don't even remember. I think I said I was saying something like, yo, on my way to the next show. And like this couple were walking by and they heard me say that. They were like, you have another show after that one? I was like, yeah, I'm about to go to there right now. It's like, it's like, well, can we can we ride with you? We want to see you before <laughs> we perform again. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we just rode over to the other show. <laughs> I think I remember that, actually. That's funny. Uh, bro, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. And it's, it's, it's speaking of Lehigh Valley news. Um, near Bethlehem in Fogelsville. So uh, did you hear about this? So there's a, a man who owned a, a pet snake. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it was a python. It was like a 14 foot snake though. It was a big one. Uh, and I guess for whatever reason, the snake snapped. Uh, the snake attacked the man. This is again in Fogelsville, like yesterday, uh, attacked the man and had like wrapped around his throat. Like it's pretty much like the midriff of the snake was around the man's throat. The man had a heart attack. And then the cops had to be called to get try to get the snake off. The snake they print they tried a bunch of attacks. They tried like using like a knife, but the snake wouldn't let out. And then eventually, uh, one of the sheriffs had to like shoot the snake in the head for it to release the man. What? Bro, can you imagine that? Like a large fourteen foot snake. That's your pet, and this person had like a bunch of different snakes. But fourteen foot snake attacks, and then you have a heart attack during it. And the dude was young. He's like 28. And uh, yeah, they had to come in and do that. And now he's, I guess, in stable condition. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who called the cops? Him? That's a, as I was saying, and I was like, who did call the cops? I imagine he did. But I, I don't know. I don't remember that part of the story on who called the cops. But the cops had to show up and they were they did like the whole press afterwards. Talking about the, the safety of reptiles and such. This snake is a gangster. Tell you, tell you about, let me tell you about this snake. Uh, you know how you know how Suge Knight will hold people over the banister just to scare yeah. them a little bit, right? That's what this snake was doing. The snake wasn't trying to kill his man. Just want to let him know who you messing uh, with. No. <laughs> you, this is who running this house. Okay, I can do this whenever I want. <laughs> you feed me whenever I need to be fed. Okay. Oh goodness. No, what do you mean? Someone called the cops. The cops got there, tried multiple tactics. If this snake when they killed, they would have he would have been snapped his neck. Yeah, that's uh snake night. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily know who would have called. Uh, and I, the tactics that they used, I think it was mainly a knife. And they because they're running short on time because they knew that he was under cardiac arrest. So I think that was the major part of it, where it wasn't like I, I don't know the mechanics of snake large snakes like that at least, but I imagine. It was maybe, maybe trying to eat the person. Like that's the thing. Sometimes snakes, they'll intentionally not eat for a while because they want to save up space for whatever the big prey they're gonna get. It's wild. Snake was about to eat this dude. 
I don't I don't know if the do if the snake was like holding off on meals and all that stuff, but that's a possibility, or it could have been something that was irritated. A lot of things of like um if a snake is uh their shed their skin is shedding, like you'll see like sometimes their eyes get kind of blue. You're not really supposed to be touching them that or you're not really supposed to touch them like while they've been feeding. Um, so who knows? There could have been different circumstances, and also they're snakes. Like that's the thing. They're they're when you're a large snake like that, I feel um yeah there's different ways of handling them from what i've seen it's just it's a little bit more of a risk because they are they're, they're predators and they're indoors um so when i saw i was in Fogelsville too i was like oh snap that's like right around the corner snakes snakes going to snake you know what i'm saying they gonna yeah. do what they go they was born to do but y'all keep messing y'all keep messing with these an- animals i'm telling you like yeah. Especially to these dogs and cats, birds yeah. and fish. But birds and fish, get some <laughs> caterpillars. Huh? You'll get some butterflies. Um, that's well, cats are kind of wild too. Cats like they will, like if you say like if one of the owners like passed away or whatever, and it's just you and the cat, the cat will eventually eat you. Like it's not like the cat's gonna like do a thing where it's like trying to call the cops. Like the cat will start like nibbling on your toes. Ugh, it's a gross statement to even say. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Um, and you already know me, man. I'm on my like corn snake venture, which is like I think I feel like it's a you could have a, same species, different types of breeds. Like there's a difference between like a 14 foot snake versus like a docile corn snake. Like a corn snake, even if it does bite you, which they don't really do that much, but even if it does, it's like if a cat bites you, like cat's not really gonna bite you that much, depending on the cat. But if it does, it's not going to be like this uh, dire situation. So you okay with that? You just okay with just getting bitten all the time? You know, don't hurt that much. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to. Just like if I had a cat, I wouldn't want to be bitten the whole time. But like, if I love the cat, I may tolerate it. Damn, no, it's like a groundworks for a little toxic pet relationship. I, I realized as I was saying that, but yeah, it's nuts. I seen a video of a cat online yesterday. Oh. A dude was sleeping on a couch. Sleep. The cat got up on two feet and just started scratching him up like oh god <laughs> started tearing him up. I mean, what why is this cat so mean? <laughs> what did we, what did he do to you? He was trying to take a nap. Uh, we don't know what was off camera. We don't know what that human was doing to that cat. I was talking crazy before the nap, like saying, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna mess you up once I get out of this nap real quick. Uh, I don't know if the person was saying that or not, but I, I don't trust these videos. These anti-cat videos. That's what that was. Spreading dude, propaganda. Dude probably was just trying to rest because he probably just got COVID again. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. Just trying to take it easy. You know, everybody getting COVID. They, your boy, Joe Biden, got it. Well, yeah. My boy. That's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy. Our friend of the show, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, has, yes, has tested positive uh, for COVID. And um, the first thing I thought when I heard this was like, yeah, I feel like there's other stuff going on. Like, I feel like in terms of like Joe Biden, I I feel like COVID's not the biggest concern sort of thing. And I'm, that's not me trying to knock like like older person's health or whatever like that. But it seems like there may be a little bit of some cognitive stuff. Uh, but I imagine COVID doesn't help with that. Are you are you health shaming, Kirk? That. Uh, I don't know. I'm a healthcare worker. I would never health health shame. 
Chris, Pat, you already know what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not not hell shaming anyway. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how how he got it. He went on our bike ride situation. I don't, I don't know what, what he was doing, but yeah, that's that's the news. And it's one of those things now we see, um, whether it be from different variations of uh, the virus, where it's not like this huge alarm. Like, do you remember like when like when Trump got it? It was like it was like this huge thing. I remember like friends texting me in the morning, like, huh. like, cause it was like whenever, anytime someone was like diagnosed with like COVID, it was this big thing. Whereas now it's like, Oh, this is something that someone has. It's not necessarily like a cold, but it's out there. And um, it's not the, it's not the, the, the worst situation for lack of better words. No, like nowadays when somebody gets COVID, you just ask one question. You'd be like, are you vaxxed? All right, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, like, yeah. like, you boost you boost it ah, man, you be all right. Drink some water you be all right. yeah that's uh yeah it's 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 sometimes you, you lose sight that's like oh yeah that's still out there yeah that's still like yeah even when i was at the thing on thursday i was like oh we're down there there's like a lot of people in here and it didn't occur to me until midway through like oh yeah <laughs> like this this is still a thing that's kind of going around um so I, I, I keep, take your vitamins, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. They, they were saying that if Joe don't make it, Kamala finally gonna have to do something. Oh goodness, yeah. <laughs> That's what they were saying. <laughs> I say it. Do you think she? You think she's gonna run? I mean, I'm talking about like if Joe don't make it through this. this no, run. I know what you mean on that, but I'm saying though in general though, like like that's like two years from now, where re-election time is gonna come around. Do we think we're going we're gonna to be seeing a little bit more from uh, VP Kamala Harris? I think I heard they said that Joker will run again. Word? I think that's what I heard. Joker will be 90 in the White House. I, I, I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I say it like I know this dude's health and cognitive health and all that stuff. I don't. I, I, I see it just from like some of the speeches and just from the groundworks of like kind of an older person um, who's the last like 20 years has been like not just in government but like heavy in the government where like you're i imagine there's a lot that comes with that and that, that can be kind of taxing so i don't know i, I if has i'd be interested to see like is he voice that he wants to run again i'm pretty sure that's what i heard man like within the last week they're like joe going joe gonna run again like why wouldn't he he's a president yeah, he's he not, he not gonna be like he's not gonna be like oh guys i'm like he may he may not do it but what they won't do is they won't say it like oh joe's too sick to run again like right you don't want to put your president out there like that so you just yeah he gonna run again yeah he, he good uh, <laughs> yeah what if they do a switcheroo where it's like uh i don't even know if they can do this by law but like kamala runs and then joe takes vp position i don't think that's possible yeah i don't think so either I don't know laws behind it, but I, that feels like something that's probably not possible. I don't even know who would like uh, on the Democratic side who would run. Like, but isn't Joe? I don't know. Someone was saying I only, Corey, about I only worry about politics when it's time to vote. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Was, the only people I could think of. That's the thing. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about politics in that way either. But I could think of like Cory Booker and uh, AOC, Andrew Yang, producer Pat suggests that's true. He uh, he's. I think his thing is that he's not really uh, subscribing to 
the Democratic Party. He's starting his own party. I think that's his thing. Um, which cool if that if a third party takes off, then we'll see what kind of things it could bring. Uh, we just haven't really seen in full force yet. Did you see that Andrew Lang? Andrew Lang. A- A- Andrew Yang. Uh, I was like, who that? I know a nigga named Andrew Lang. Shout out to Andrew Lang. What's up, bro? Went to high school. Went to high school with him. But um, Andrew Yang opened up, opened up, introduced Shane Gillis at his show the other night. Ah, that's funny. I well, I saw the interview that they did. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool because they, it was like when that whole SNL thing happened. They had like a little interaction, and then yeah. recently they had like a sit down interview. And it was it was interesting to actually watch. But I didn't know this though. So Andrew Yang came out and introduced Shane. He did like two minutes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm funny. Gonna... It was funny. I would love to see that. I would. I'm picturing the green room, Andrew Yang, Shane, and Lemerly. I'm just picturing Lemerly and Andrew. Yang. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send it to you. I see. Oh uh, yeah. It was. Cool. It was on I'd Twitter. See that. Yeah, yeah man, it's bonkers. Yeah, shout out to Shane, man. He's 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 killing it out there. It was somewhere like. I think it was San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. yeah oh. oh, man, yeah. It was... I was looking at it, and it was funny, because, you know, Andrew Yang cracking some jokes. Like, somebody was... <laughs> I don't know if somebody was helping him write it, or he did it, but, like, it was funny. Damn, you got Nate Marshall being your ghostwriter before he got on stage. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> that is oh, hilarious. Man. All right, so, Kurt. Pat, did you see it? Because I'm, I'm going to just send it to the group. Yeah, send it over there, man. Um, I, 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 I put something on our um, on our page. Uh, speaking of goals, which uh, we could get to in a second, um, I, 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 one a goal has been met. Uh, I want to say probably two or three episodes ago, I was stating that, that um, uh, crime and punishment. Uh, I wanted to write a book report for it. Wrote the book report for it, um, and uh, put it on the the, the PE page. Um, nice. Got no love, which is, which is, <laughs> which I expect. I was like, all right, well, it's Instagram. I don't think people are really looking for book reports on Russian literature on Instagram. But the principle was that we're here to meet a goal. And the goal was met. Posted. I put it on my Facebook too, but it was, nice. uh, it was cool to finally be able to be like, oh, yeah, this was, have this out there. And this is, Cause I'm going to forget things from the book. So it's nice to just have a uh, kind of, these are my thoughts from the book that was recently in my mind and now it's there. And uh, for those that are interested, feel free to check it out. Nice, man. You've the accomplished the goal. That, that feels, that feels good. You said it, it does. you said it, you finished it. Please. I did. Be honest with you as well. I had no idea that it was a book report. I seen you posted it. I was like, Oh, Kirk's, Kirk's posting that he read a book. Nice. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> That's probably what most people saw, <laughs> but they didn't know it was me or you. So it was like, oh, yeah, Kirk and Alan like read a book together. Here's an image that they did. <laughs> I guess it's a promo for a new episode. This is a different approach. I'm going to go back and read it. I'm going to go back and read it. Uh, well, let me know what you think if you, if you do do it sort of thing. Do you, do you want to get into one of the segments? You want to get some proper suggestions? Yeah, we can do proper suggestions. Yeah. Proper suggestions. <laughs> I checked it out last night. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm a little late on it. I mean, I've been busy. I told you I was at the beach with the seagulls. You know oh, goodness. Woo, child. I'm telling you, man. I said, I, 
I stay away from two gangs. I, I stay away from the cops and I stay away from seagulls. Those the gang. Seagull gang, they wild out. I want no flocks. Bro, I, I seen seagulls knock a bucket of fries out of somebody's hand, bro. Like they just swarm me. It's like, yeah, we want that. Give me that. <laughs> it's disrespectful. Ate the fries before they hit the floor. It was crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I suggest so last night I watched Bill Burr's new special on Netflix. Yeah. The Red Rocks. Um it was so cool, man. Like the venue was insane. Like it was like outdoors and like color like Denver, I think, and outside, like in the mountains. Like it was mm-hmm. crazy. And uh, you know, it was like an outdoor was, venue. His outdoor venue. I feel like um, I know what venue that is. Bill Burr. It was good for. I think this one for me, he was a lot more personal. Personal about his like private life. You know what I mean? Like he's talking about his kids a lot. Oh, I'm saying like I didn't know he had kids, so yeah, I guess yeah, so. me neither. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? So he talked about his kids a lot and stuff. And that was it was good to hear him, you know, talk about that kind of stuff. You know, and he built Burr gonna build Burr. You know what I'm saying? It was like he, mm-hmm. you know, he do what he do, like yeah. and he did it for an hour and twenty minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. like, how do you feel about that? Because I know typically this the standard is like an hour. How do you feel about it going over an hour? For, for Bill Burr, it's fine because he's done it. He's done. Right. It's not like he's just this new guy. Well, whoever wants to do it, I want to do whatever you want to do. But I feel like Bill Burr can do whatever he wants because he's done it all already. Like mm. he did it. He did it. His hours. He's done that. I mean, like, like he can do whatever he wants. He got a lot to say. It's been a crazy year. Like, talk about it. Let's go. Mm. So nice. I, nice. I suggest that people check it out. You know, it's on Netflix. You know, so it was cool, man. It was. To see. You know, I don't. I don't watch a lot of them. I don't watch a lot of these specials. I don't watch a lot of stand up on the TV and all that. Uh, I'll check. I'll check out the the, the goats. You know what I'm saying? I check out Bill Burr. All right. Huh. Yeah, I'll check it out. Today is a a, a do well, lack of plans. I'm gonna rephrase it as a Kirk does Kirk day. Uh, so I, I may check out some Bill Burr. Uh, the plan is to work on the apartment some more. So you know, your boy's gonna go to Boscos real quick. And pick up some curtains speaking of which my prop suggestions for this one is uh, a lot of times you may be in a situation where you know you're a healthcare worker you may have just gotten a promotion or whatever and your roommate may have moved out and you want to put up some curtains and all that but you don't really have the tools to do it your friend lets you borrow a drill and you're like oh man i never really used a drill before and you start using the drill turns out you really like using the drill my prop suggestion though is when you're using a drill don't go too crazy with drilling everything in sight. Uh, I feel like a lot of times uh, when you have the power of a drill, they, they say this with guns a lot, where like if you shoot a gun, you'll feel the power of it. I've, I've never had that be the case. I shot one gun and I was like, my fingers hurt. However, when I was using the drill, I was like, this is wavy. This <laughs> is so, bro, actually, I drilled that, drilled that situation. Both of those, technically four holes. And it's been holding up pretty well. We got the Eclipse Blackout curtain. I'm not going to talk about that yet. But yeah, man. So I've been a little tempted at times of like, oh, man, what else could I drill? Like I saw like a beer can with beer in it. I was like, it'd be kind of cool to drill this. <laughs> um, there was a broom on uh, the balcony. And I was like, kind of cool. Kind of cool to drill this broom. But you have to refrain, man. You got to remember that these tools are uh, very powerful. Also, in this case, they're your friends, so you don't want to ruin the tool for your friend because that's just kind of an inconsiderate thing to do. So uh, practice some discipline when you have a drill and just keep it down to the walls. Keep it to the walls. 
That's a good suggestion, but I, I'm just picturing you over there drilling everything. Oh, oh wait, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, that's no man. Like it was like a like you'll see like a large book or whatever. It's like oh my god, this thing is so powerful. You can just really go through anything. It's like can I use a hole through my table? Like can I can I justify drilling whatever I'm about to drill? Um, it's like oh, I never drilled a beer glass before. Like if I use like a smaller bit, it's tempting. And I think in the right uh, tools, it's cool to explore it. I just don't have those sort of tools right now. So my prop suggestion is tool safety. Give it a sh- Are you drilling beer bottles? Is that what you said or beer cans? Both. So I was saying I saw a beer can. And I was like, yeah, this is like a full beer can. It'd be kind of cool to drill that and see what happens. Um, I didn't. And then there was a beer glass. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of interesting to like, say if you want to like put lights in it, sort of thing like that. I'm not going to do that. Um, and there's no justifying it for me. So I, I did not. And yes, Pat says, uh, be careful. I didn't have goggles. So yes, did not do that. My prop suggestion is not give in to the temptations of drilling a pillow. Uh, you got to make sure to just drill things that are appropriate and make sure that everything's lined up. Right. Keep your Kirk's Pat say, keep Kirk with the table sauce. There we go. Um, don't get me going, bro. Next to Boscos is the Home Depot, so, uh, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to lie, though. If you're drilling a beer can, it's probably a good way if you want to do it. The shotgun in the beer can. I did think of that. I was <laughs> just like, imagine. I could only imagine, like, you're you're excited about, like, getting the perfect shotgun, but then not realizing that the drill is not turned off, so you just have, like, this and this going at the same time. Yeah, they're powerful, those drills, man. They're, they're bonkers. <laughs> hey, I feel like we're giving bad Im- imagery for the children right now. Cutting off limbs and stabbing, drilling yourself. Yeah, I didn't say anything about drilling the cat. That was on you, player. That was on you. I just talked about the the python and the <laughs> and Fogelsville going wild. But speaking of affecting the kids, man. oh, I, I definitely want to talk about this one. Man, see what's going on at Sesame Place, man. You're yeah, man. You know, I forgot Sesame Place is in Pennsylvania. It's in Berks County. Yeah, man. It's in Langhorne. This whole time I thought it was like in Queens. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> it's, it's like right up the street crazy it's right there um, yeah before we get into the story have you been to sesame place yo man so look i used to go to sesame place as a kid i've taken my kids to sesame place mm. when i was when i was selling produce i used to try to sell i used to go in to have meetings with sesame place to sell them produce and stuff when i worked for a company you know like i I'm very familiar with Sesame Place. Been there a million times. That's, I imagine you're trying to sell lettuce, lettuce to Elmo sort of thing. Like that's a very like their CEOs are dressed up as characters. That's what I picture, but I don't know. Um, well, I, hopefully they trade you well uh, because based off the recent controversy that we're seeing at a Sesame Place, uh, there's a video circulating of uh, one of the Sesame uh, Sesame Street characters. I think it's Rosito. I think this is one of the, it's a newer one. It's like a large blue character. I'm not sure which character it is. It's not Cookie Monster because Cookie Monster would not do this. Um, but Rosito, maybe. Uh, I guess they're doing like a parade situation. They're like breaking people off with high fives. Um, the kids are out there and the, the footage is of uh, two little black girls. They're waving. One has her like her hand out sort of thing, like her palms out, like looking for like an embrace of such. And based on what we see in the video, the video at least, and it's only like 15 seconds, Rosito um, is like breaking people off with daps. And then when they get to the two little girls, uh, Rosita does one of these where it's like, uh, 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 and like does like a thing where it's like, I'm not touching a girl sort of thing. 
And then they go see them go back to like holding a baby. Um, so there's Sesame Place has made like two different statements about it because the video, I believe, recorded by the mother, uh, it's it was stating that there was a, 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 a whether it be like racism or some sort of prejudice as to why the two girls were ignored uh, when all the other children were acknowledged. Sesame Place they stated that a lot of it had to do with. Uh, they have a policy against holding children. And I guess the one child had her palms out to be held. So the Rosita was saying no to that. Um, But if you actually watched the footage before this, the one kid wasn't doing that. The one kid was just going for a high five there. It's, it's hard to really pull anything out of this because it's only a 15 second clip and there's a bunch of different reasons why X and Z could have happened. But I was curious on your take. I was curious on your take. Well, my take is that like it's I, I can't say necessarily that like because it's just one instant that I've seen and heard of so far. I don't know if there's more of them, but from the just this one instant that we're seeing circulate in news stories about, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, this is definitely like a racism thing. I think the character, whoever was playing the Rosita person, definitely could have acknowledged the girls a little bit better because it seemed intentional. Like it was like a looked at them was like, uh, 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 and it kept going. And I, that just seemed like kind of a garbage thing to do at a theme park for children. Um, in terms of like the, the race part of it, I don't know what the race of the children were. I don't know what race the Rosito is. I don't know if blue is a race. So I, I don't know if I could really hop on that based off of 50, 15 second clip. You need to know the race of the person playing Rosito. <laughs> that's very very <laughs> important why hasn't that came out yet that i think they're protecting the privacy of the person because if that person is exposed then it's going to lead to a bunch of doxing no look <laughs> no if that person is exposed if that person was black we would know that uh, no what if it was an uncle Rucker situation though I feel like it could still like it not say that this is the case or not again because it's a 15 second clip, but it could have been it could have been a black on black situation as well. Just no joke. Me. That's 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 a thing too. It could um, just be a it could just be a black Rosito just mad when they see black kids because they didn't get to go to Sesame Place and they were a kid. Bro, that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> but regardless of. I think yeah. Regardless of the the race sort of thing, I, I think it was it was a garbage move. Like I because I, I actually saw the clip before because I heard about the story a bunch and I watched it. It was like it was very intentional, and I could see like if you're a kid, especially at Sesame Place, and also like the admission fees you're probably paying to get in Sesame Place. It's like it you really kind of ostracize the children at that point of like waving it off um, and not acknowledging them in any way and acknowledge everyone else. That sort of things leaves an imprint on your life, man. Like, not even sound dramatic, but those sort of things. Granted, it probably doesn't help if it's being blown up like this, too. I mean, I don't, I don't know the psychology of that, but those sort of things where it's like, I don't know if you've been in that, where it's like everyone's being acknowledged and then you're the one that's being rejected. That that leaves an imprint, especially if it's coming from this large blue creature. I, I imagine that amplifies it a little bit, somewhat. So I feel bad for the children when I see that. Yeah, that kind of stuff sticks with kids. Period. Like, it blowing up on social media, I don't think that matters to them. I don't feel like they out here all scrolling on Twitter and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think that they remember something. They're like, 
Man, remember we went to a Sesame Place and Rosita just left us hanging? Like they might not even they might not even initially think that like, yo, this is racist or nothing. Like they might just be to them, they just be like, Man, they left me hanging that day. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's so, like, oh, me. Like that it's not even like a social thing. It's like, oh, I'm I'm not acknowledged. I'm not seen. Uh, yeah, I don't they might have been like, oh, the other kids got it, I didn't get it, but I don't feel like a kid is just like, oh, what race is Rosita? Bro, I mean, you might have more knowledge. I don't even know what kids are up to. I don't know if that's like in uh, the the collective conscious of, of children, or is is if racism is like a big thing that's uh, that people are like aware of when you're young. I, I don't know. I know I wasn't as much. I'd say I was aware of racism probably around middle school. Middle school is probably when I realized it's like, oh yeah, there's certain things that happen based off of people's race. Yeah, I, I uh, my my whole life before middle school was just black. You know what I mean? Like I went like my elementary school. We never had a, it was all black people. We might have had an Asian person once, and then they left quickly. And but it was just like all black. You know what I mean? So it was like, but once I had moved, and I seen start being by white people, like like instantly, I realized like, oh, this is different. Like, this ain't like. Yeah. They, they, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like it's hard to explain. Like, when you just come from like every everybody around you is black to yeah. like white teachers now. You got like white students. It's just kind of like what? No, that's that's it, you know we had because we had similar paths in that. Where like for me, it wasn't just all black. It was black and Hispanic, and yeah. then moved to Collegeville, and that's where I was like, oh wow, I am like I always kind of felt like an outsider, even Bronx, but like even more so. But on the opposite end of it, of like people asking you things and just how they would talk to you, or it was just very much you felt like the other. Um, and not even always in the, the worst case where like you feel like they're being like mean to you. It's just, it's clear that there was like, oh, you guys can all relate to each other from being in this area and kind of growing up the same way. And I'm an outsider. Yeah. I think that was probably my introduction to like just differences. Um, but I would say like in terms of like racism, um, like on a more overt level, that was probably around middle school. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that's when it starts to happen. Yeah. And I feel like you're more aware of things too. Like when we like when you're so like these Sesame Street, these these little girls, I don't think they're of the conscious like they were young. You know what I mean? Like like I know like my kids are like eight, ten and fourteen, so like they get it. You know what I mean? Like, I talk about it. They understand. You know? But, like, these kids were, like... Like, the one girl, like, she was, like, four. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, five or something. I don't know. Like, they, were, they look young. You know? So, I don't know how much they really understand what we talking about. But I think to them, it's just like, that. that was... That was mean. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, maybe we have to get them on the podcast. We gotta, like, say, hey, what's your take on this? When Rosito did not lift you up and embrace you, did you feel that racism was invoked? Um, would be interesting if we one day we'll get a, a child guest on here. But we have a bunch of questions for like the chill. Like I know you have children, but we have questions for young children. I'm sometimes I'm curious. It's it's funny you're just saying this, like, but like these people probably have been reached out to a hundred times about interviews for real, for real. I know, right? At this point. There was like a press conference, like attached to one of the videos that were talking about it. And it was just like the little girl 
And I think she was wearing a mask for like just kind of protecting their face, which yeah, honestly, good sort yeah. of thing like that. In terms of like, I, I feel like spotlight is a weird thing when you're like a little kid. Um, See, so yeah, there, there's. I imagine there's a lot of people reaching out. It must be weird being like a teacher. So say like if you're if one of your students is in like a, a viral situation or like some sort of major news story or is like Macaulay Culkin or whatever, you probably have some questions, but you don't want to like and you have like close contact with one of the children, too. But it's like you don't want to uh, kind of cross that line of make them feel like an outsider sort of thing like that. But you also have access to be like, oh, I, I'm genuinely curious. How do you feel about that? I don't know what the teacher's up to. I don't, I don't know. I feel like the teacher should stay professional, but try to like, I don't know if you want to, I don't know, it's a thin line. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. do you ask them because they're your student and you want to get, you want them to be the best person they can be? And you try to, you know, make, make sure they're okay. But then yeah. it's kind of like, then it's kind of like, should you cross that personal line and like, there's a mixture. I feel like if you're like, you could cross, no, because it's not even crossing the line. But if you're like, oh, I, I want to encourage you to express yourself and I'm, I'm here for you, sort of thing, then yeah, you could talk about it. But if it's like, hey, I want to hear you express yourself on my podcast, like that's one, if like the teacher's doing stuff like that, where it's like recording the kid as they're answering the question, which I'm sure there's some teachers out there that do wild stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's totally fine for a teacher to kind of just be there for a student in need. I think it's funny that like, 2022 we're talking about like is it okay if a teacher asks a student if they're okay but like 50 years ago teachers was like beating up kids for punishment <laughs> like, <laughs> do you do you mad <laughs> mr rosito no that's 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 fine man yeah that's uh on my end man i'm going to my day is about to start i'm about to I guess I endure this heat again. I left my windows open. Hopefully it's not too bad, but going to go to Boscov's. Uh, may step into the library for a little bit, check out this USB drive to see if it still works. That's a whole project. And then, yeah, after that, who knows? Maybe just watch Bill Burr special. I have no plan lined up for today. Yeah, man. Uh, check it out. It'll be, be a good time. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm about to be in these streets. I mean, I'm probably a little bit. I got to get something to eat. Oh yeah, out here in these streets. Man. Yeah, shout out to Wawa. They ended <laughs> with my breakfast earlier and my coffee. Yeah, man. Um, do you have anywhere that you want to let people know about? August fourth, it's the Mass Hysterical Show. You know, every first Thursday, hmm. Satellite Art Club, Brooklyn. Nice. Same block that Biggie grew up at. You know what I mean? So, dude, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna plug. Yeah, I want to get that, get that going. I like, I like my little room, man. It's a cool little spot. So, and it Brooklyn, right? Yeah, Brooklyn, nice. Yeah, that's uh, definitely check that out. Um, if you're in the area or not in the area, if you like drives, it's just like a good show. I'm talking to you, Brian. Uh, go check it out. And um, on my end, um, only thing I could think of, uh, music fest. Music uh, fest. Yeah. 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 You August, got yours on fourth. I'm all. I'm. Fifth and six. I'm at the music fest. Fifth and six, and then you're what? Twelfth and thirteenth. Yeah, twelfth and thirteenth. And that the night of the twelfth, I'm also doing the the Tinder swipe show at uh, the Steel Stacks. So like they're doing Ice House for the comedy festival, and Steel Stacks are having uh, other shows too. So if you're around eleven o'clock at night on Friday, uh, Tinder swipe, uh, I'll be one of the either judges or panelists. I don't know what I'm doing there. I'll be there though. Uh, so. <laughs> 
yeah definitely go check that out should be a fun show yeah it's lit thank you for listening yeah man nice chat with you thanks for listening like subscribe take your vitamins and be careful with that trail see ya peace Thank you.